So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Thought I'd pop in really quick. Um, Busy day today. I'm interviewing uh, more guests for the summit that's coming up in June, and you'll be hearing more about that as we finish up all of our interviews and start promoting the free summit that's going to be happening. Um, Pretty excited about that. And today, today is the webinar. I'm so happy about that. And I hope you were able to save your spot and join me for this free webinar where you'll learn really about the root cause of um, type 2 diabetes and how you can make a change in your lifestyle that will really attack, tackle the root cause instead of just the symptoms of high blood sugar. Okay. And that's really how, um, you can make a difference with uh, not letting the disease progress. And so if you've been following for any length of time, you already kind of know about that. You can sign up, um, in the show notes below and I, or on my, my, uh, webpage, uh, my Facebook page, I mean, and, uh, I hope you can join me. It's going to be Uh, really informational. You'll walk away and you also walk away with uh, seven days of free recipes to get you started. Um, So that's going on and uh, just so many exciting things. Um, Pretty excited about some of the um, offerings I have for you to learn more about your diabetes. That's the webinar on this upcoming summit because my goal is really to stop people from suffering with type 2 diabetes. Okay, that's just been my mission in life and I'm working toward that. And it's just a slow grind. I tell you one person at a time and that's okay. If I can make a difference in one person's life, then um, I'm happy about that. And uh, of course I would like to make a bigger impact. And that's why I started my program so that I can um, actually uh, the reverse diabetes method. So I can actually, you know, reach more people on a grander scale and really make a difference in um, how people's lives go. But what I want to talk to you about today is kind of about those changes. And, and you know, as you learn about how diabetes works and um, dig in a little bit and take control of your own health, and you know I'm a huge advocate for taking control of your own health and being knowledgeable and asking questions and and even being the rebel to challenge uh, what they tell you a little bit and saying, no, the meds aren't for me. Let me try a different approach. How do I do that? Asking for help. Okay. Getting help, getting support, getting account, you know, someone to hold you accountable, um, a coach, you know, that's what I do with people. Um, it, it makes a big difference and it's not forever. You know, it's until you learn the skills. Okay. Until you learn the skills that can help you, 
um, make those changes. And you're not supposed to know how to manage your diabetes. It's new. It's new to you. And until you develop the skills to do it, you know, you're, it's not your fault to, that you, you might not be managing it well because you don't know how yet. And you're giving one avenue from your doctor who doesn't have a lot of time. Um, and then you're left to kind of figure it out on your own. So, uh, you know, attending the webinar, attending the summit, uh, joining my program, working with somebody, whether it's me or somebody else, to learn those skills, it's a snapshot in time that sets you up then to go on and live your life. Okay, so you make the investment of time and money and effort and um, immerse yourself in it, like I did, to basically learn about diabetes, okay, and choose a different avenue. It's like what they were telling me was for my husband to take meds was not going to work for us. So then I had to go back and really learn about, okay, are there other ways? And yes, there were. There was, you know, the plant-based lifestyle offers you another avenue and whether you can fully embrace that or partially embrace that is up to you. You always have a choice. But I think, you know, um, and I should say, and small changes make a difference. And that's what I want to kind of talk to you about in this podcast is that, you know, start by making small changes. There's a reason I give this um, enticement uh, of breakfasts, you know, out to people to get them started. Because I figured that's the easiest way. Uh, it's, a, it's a simple, you know, they're simple people. And if I can get people to start eating breakfast, that's a great thing. So I want to make it easy for them. And it's this, it's this launching point to start playing around with changing their diet. If I can get them off of eggs and bacon, then I'm really happy because that's a step in the right direction. And starts getting their mind shift to start happening. Oh, there are other foods I can eat that are filling and taste good and help lower my blood sugars and help tackle the insulin resistance. Okay. So that's why I promote that. And you can get a free copy of that. It also on my show notes. And I hope you do. I hope you've tried some of the recipes and you really get an introduction to how good um, plant-based eating can be and how filling and how, um, you know, just easy it is compared to counting carb, doing the carb exchanges and counting carbs and, and all of that. So really it's, you know, the way I start with my clients is to have them start paying attention to their current diet. You know, what are you eating day in, day out? Um, you know, where, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to change? Are there certain foods that there's just no way you could live without those? I hope you don't say soda because as a diabetic, if you have type 2 diabetes, that's one of the things you definitely, I mean, anybody, and I don't care if you have type 2 diabetes or not, um, drinking soda is one of the things I think you should start with. Um, you know, do you smoke? Smoking is another big one. It's not even, you know, it, it's if you can stop smoking, that's the best thing you can do for your health. But soda, think about it. It's, um, you know, it offers you nothing but calories, nothing. Okay, nothing but calories, and it's bad for your teeth. Okay, and it's bad for your teeth. I got to give that little plug in. My husband's a dentist. Um, it's constantly bathing your teeth in sugar, which is not good for them, unless you brush every time after you drink a soda, which I, very few people do that. So um, just think about it. And so when you start taking assess, you start assessing your current diet. Think about what do those foods bring to you. Um, to your body to fuel it. And um, sometimes they're just pure comfort foods. That's okay. But, 
everything has to earn a spot in my diet. Okay. And it's like, what is it bringing to me? Is it, is it going to fill me up? Does it have fiber? Does it have nutrients? Um, I'm, you know, the empty calories don't really work for me personally, because it's like, yeah, I'd rather eat something else that actually gives my body something. So when you start, you know, looking at um, your food more critically, so often we just eat food because it's there. And this is what we've been trained to eat is what our parents ate. It's what society eats. It's, it's fast. It's easy. It's inexpensive. And so that's why fast food is so popular because it's fast and it tastes good. It's designed to taste good, but it's not good for your body. Okay. It's, you're not helping your body at all by eating that food. Yeah. You fill up, but even that it's pretty low fiber. So you have to eat more of it to feel, feel full. And, and so that's where the added calories come. And if you're seeing weight gain over time, that's why. Okay. So really assess what you're eating. That's sort of the first step. Um, and, and then where you're willing to change, because I can tell you, I can give people meal plans and this is why I kind of stopped doing it because they, they eat it for a while and they don't really like it, or it's not something they really want to do, but they do it diligently, um, to lose the weight or to get back on track. And then they stop and they go back. So you've not created the lifestyle change. It's really desirable for your health. Okay. So, um, you know, finding where you can tweak your your diet and stay with that is important, okay? So, for example, I had a client that came to me, and um, this is when I've been doing one-on-ones uh, in my private practice. This person did not have diabetes. This person had had a benign brain tumor and had gone through, um, you know, brain surgery to have it removed. And that is not an easy surgery. Recovered from that. Prior to that, the person had lost a considerable amount of weight um, working with a dietitian. But, you know, went through the brain surgery and a year after that, recovered, a year after that, would notice was gaining some weight back and kind of falling back into some of the, the habits that she didn't want to go back into, okay? She had worked so hard previously when she lost her weight to develop really good habits. And um, just with the brain surgery, kind of got her off track. Um, you know, felt a little cheated that she had been eating so well, had lost all this weight, was exercising and still got a brain tumor. And that is, you know, you know, like I said, it was benign, fortunately, but still had to undergo this invasive surgery and the recovery. You know, my contention with that though, is that what would it have been like to recover if you hadn't been doing all those things, right? I mean, um, maybe the results wouldn't have been as good as they have been for her, but we started working together and, um, you know, of course I'm a huge proponent of plant-based eating and, you know, plant-based foods really lessen inflammation in your body. And that was one of the things she was concerned about in, you know, with, um, with her brain surgery. And so she really didn't want to, you know, she had seen a little bit growth that started happening again and she really wanted to, um, avoid that. So we started working together, but what she told me is like, I just can't give up chicken. I just can't give up chicken. I love chicken. I'm like, okay, we don't want to give up chicken. Let's work around that. Can we you eat less chicken and add more beans? Or can we at least start with dairy and cut out some dairy? And so that's where we started. Okay, we started with that. And we, you know, just slowly started working on a few things. And over time, she started feeling so great that really didn't have any craving for chicken and didn't really so she 
gave she ended up not eating chicken and and so um so there's stages you don't have to go all in cold turkey as they say or you know cold carrot i don't know as a plant-based person would say you find what works for you and your lifestyle and for her there were times when she would find herself eating out that maybe the choices weren't ideal or maybe she and it's okay it's okay or sometimes she had a craving for something she indulged it's one meal it's one incident, and then you get back on doing whatever it is you're doing, okay? Those aren't the make or break things. It's the pattern we want you to do of, you know, and something you can do for your life. Now, I've got to say, she's gone back in, and she's had really good success with, um, you know, her neurologist and, you know, how she's doing with, with that, and she's been very pleased that, you know, she did not have to go back in for another surgery, which is so wonderful, um, and... You know, is it diet related? I don't know, but I'd rather go that, you know, I'd rather do everything I can. I mean, that's kind of her attitude. You know, this is so easy to follow and I feel so great. You know, why wouldn't I do this and give my body the best possible chance? And that's what I want for you with your type 2 diabetes or whatever is other ailments you have. If you have IBS in addition, or if you have, you know, other GI issues, or you're worried about heart disease. This works for all of those things, okay? Because you're feeding your body healthy foods, but you're never hungry, okay? Because you can eat all you, you want and you can avoid medicines. This is why I named my podcast, No Pills, No Hunger. You can get off your meds. People get off their cholesterol-lowering medicines, okay? Statins can go away. Blood pressure medicines can go away if those are the other issues that you often see with type 2 diabetes, okay? And... They have side effects. Meds have side effects. So you can get off of those and you can never be hungry because when you're eating nutrient dense foods, okay, they're low in calories, they're filling, and your body's like, oh, I'm full. And so, you know, then you can eat again. You don't, it's this whole intermittent fasting thing. If that works for you, great. But, you know, if it's also your body likes to be fed, um, you know, often sometimes when you fast, your body holds on to, you know, um, you know, the fat harder because it doesn't want to lose it. That's a survival mechanism. OK, I'll have to do another podcast on that. But um, to just know that, you know, eating is not a bad thing. OK, it's the foods you choose. OK, that you need to adjust. OK, so um, just know that. Simple changes. So choose what it is you can change. Is it breakfast? Can you get rid of the bacon and eggs? Can you replace it with oatmeal or maybe, um, you know, some sort of a tofu scramble? Or do you like smoothies and add a lot of veggies into that? Okay. Um, I have one um, colleague who is really big on uh, if you have emotional eating or any sort of a disordered eating, Starting your day, because you fight with cravings, starting your day with vegetables really cuts down the cravings, okay? And it's really a phenomenon, interesting phenomena is that, you know, you eat a lot of green leafy vegetables, and that's definitely something you have to get accustomed to because that's not what we eat. Now, in other cultures, eat it all the time. When I was living in Japan for a short time, eating tomatoes and vegetables in the morning with rice was a common occurrence. And so getting out of our idea of what breakfast foods are, you have to let go of that, okay? And just think about fueling your body and, and really how can I best feel good by the foods I eat? It's all interrelated. How you feel, that sluggish feeling, 
your bloated feeling, your constipation is related to the foods you eat. Okay. So just know that small changes make a difference. Just start doing them and do a few changes a week. Keep doing them. Okay. And it's sort of like when you exercise, people will exercise and then they'll stop. And, they'll and they're like, I'm not seeing any results. Yes, because you quit doing it. Okay. <laughs> you need to do it repeatedly. All right. You can't just do it a little bit and then stop and expect to see results. It's a lifestyle change. You have to keep doing it. And it's the cumulative effect that you will see. All right. It's the cumulative effect. So I like to tell people, try to not, um, with exercise, don't let any two days go without movement, okay? Don't let yourself be sedentary more than two days in a row. It's like you need to keep moving your body every day a little bit. If that's what you can do, then do that, okay? Do more than you did the next, the day before, or just keep doing it. So it's, it's that shift, that paradigm shift that you have to realize that, okay, how, and you know this. How whatever you're doing now isn't actually working, okay? Because it's put you in the situation. Not that you chose this, it, you know, there's no shame or guilt involved with this. It's just how we've been trained to eat. Um, and you've been told, I, I was I was there, I know. I thought I was eating healthy. I was, you know, eating the lean meats. We were doing the no no fat milk. We were you know, doing the, the cheeses that had lower fat in them, all these things. And my husband still got diabetes. Okay. And so, um, you know, what I realized is that, yes, we were eating lean meats, um, but we were eating, they, they're not that much leaner than red meat. Okay. We'd cut out the red meat. And so you're still eating a, a large amount of cheese and meat um, that, that triggers the diabetes. That's how it was in his case. And so we had to get rid of those foods, okay, to really manage his diabetes without meds, all right? So just know that. And, you know, um, everyone's where they can manage it, you know, and, you know, for him, he's going to have to start taking a little bit of medicine now, 10 years, 11 years in, um, to keep it managed because as he ages, and we don't know what's going on, but it could be type one and a half possibly, um, but everyone's different and we're happy. We're okay with that because he's been able to be off the meds for so long. And, you know, if it takes a little bit of meds now to keep him, his blood sugars under control, so be it. That's okay. But, um, you know, you have to do what you need to do. But what I want you to do is challenge that and just say, can I try lifestyle first? And just know meds and lifestyle, they go together. Just because you're taking a pill doesn't mean that you can ignore and keep eating, you know, ignore your diet and keep eating the, the crummy food. All right. So I'll get off my soapbox on that. <laughs> what I really want you to walk away with is a couple of things. Um, understand how diabetes works. You know, jump on my webinar today um, and, you know, learn more about it because knowledge is power. You can become your own best advocate. You know, I support that. And um, stand up for yourself. Question. Say, no, I want to try it. What works for your lifestyle? Be really clear on what works for your lifestyle and what you're willing to put into it. If really you're like, I just don't even want to mess with it. I just want to take the pill and keep doing what I'm doing. Then go. Okay, do that. That's okay too. But I hear people say, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to go down this road of medicines that maybe start with pills then turn into injections and more injections and more pills. 
then you need to take, do something about that now. And it's going to take some effort. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. But is your health worth it? Yes. Yes, it is. Is your longevity help, you know, being active in your, as you age? Yes. Make that investment in time and money and effort. Okay. Put yourself first and, you know, do this. So, um, so jump on the webinar. If you want to learn more about my program where I help people do this, you can find my information, uh, book a call, call me up. It's free. Learn more about it. See what it's all about. It, it may be for you. It may not be, um, you know, that's what you decide on. Uh, and, you know, just know that you change is not a bad thing and uh, small changes make a difference. It's the cumulative effect. Start small and keep making them and then add a few more. Okay. In my program, that's what I do. We start with breakfast. We start, well, first of all, we start by assessing your diet and, you know, where you want to be, you know, your goals, where you want to be, what you're willing to change. And then we start with breakfast and we start adding recipes and we start adding, um, you know, different foods. And you just kind of keep plugging along at it um, until you, and when you start seeing the results, when the weight starts coming off, you start getting off your beds, your blood sugars are state coming down and stable. It's really easy to stay the course. It really is. You're like, yeah, I don't want to go back to that because you start feeling so good because you don't realize that you're not feeling good, okay? <laughs> Until you start feeling really good and you're like, wow, I, I didn't know I feel like you'd feel better. So just know, just know that it is possible for you. And, um, you know, my clients are great, but they're, they're no different than you, okay? They're no different. They just, they just made the commitment uh, to do it and um, did the hard work. So, and I know you can do that too. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have for you today. Um, small changes, small changes. Start making some small changes, okay? And just keep making them. Whatever that is, take some, you know, add beans to your plate, add more vegetables to your plate, uh, eat a smaller piece of meat. That's where you got to start, uh, you know. Anyway, as always, have a great day and keep choosing plants. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.